This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading this Property Today podcast from the 31st of October. And on the programme today, alongside Mohanad Alwadir, the wolf of real estate, we ran through the factors that you should be considering when choosing a developer for a property you're planning to buy. He also took dozens of questions on everything from how to deal with a dodgy landlord to whether buying abroad is a good idea. And we also discussed how a desire for green buildings could be impacting developers and landlords in the UAE as business owners look to go carbon neutral. Faisal Durrani, the head of Middle East Research and a partner for Knight Frank, joined us on the show. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties, for the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai. Choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Welcome to Property Today. It is your real estate segment, your special real estate segment on the agenda with me, Georgia Tolley, and also Mohanad Al-Wadir, the famous wolf of real estate. And this week, Mohanad is joining us from far away because even though he's on holiday on holiday. He is joining us for this program via Teams. Good morning, Mahanad. How are you? Good morning, Georgia. I can't miss it. I really <laughs> love real estate wherever I go. <laughs> Welcome to your holiday uh, with Georgia Tolly. Uh, honestly, uh, you are completely crazy. We, could, we would have given you the day off, uh, but instead you have chosen to, to join us to talk property for the next hour or so. Uh, where are you? Are you happy to tell us? Of course, I'm in Istanbul, and uh, you can't believe it. Wherever I go, I keep checking on properties. Oh, my <laughs> so, goodness. Have you bought something this week? Yeah, hopefully I'm going to buy something here. What uh, is... This is not, not the first property I own here, but, uh, yeah, the market is really interesting, and uh, the currency uh, exchange rates are very favorable, especially that um, the dirham is pegged to the very strong dollar right now. So it seems like a good... Uh, uh, opportunity to buy for people from the Gulf. Ah, well, that's very interesting. Why not pinpoint on that for the next few minutes? Uh, how, if somebody was looking to invest in Turkey, for example, would you re- recommend Istanbul or the countryside? Well, it depends on their objective. Uh, if it's uh, if they're looking for capital appreciation, uh, definitely the outer rings have more opportunities. Uh, in terms of if people, most of the people who buy here, by the way, they're looking for a kind of a holiday home as well. So. The center or the coastal areas represent a very good opportunity. Uh, but look, I, I shouldn't be talking about uh, Turkey. I'm a big fan of what's happening in Dubai. I'm missing on a very big launch tomorrow for City Walk. Uh, and believe it or not, I was hoping I can uh, get myself a unit. I just got in touch with our sponsors, Miras and Dubai Properties, and they told me that they already closed the door for um, you know, uh, registrations, because as always, City Walk Central Park is overbooked. They have thousands of people lining up to attend the launch tomorrow at uh, the Coca-Cola Arena. So um, I think tomorrow will be a very interesting day again for so we, property buyers in Dubai. So there's no, so basically all of the, everyone signed up now. Are there, are there no units yeah. available before they've even hosted the event effectively? I, I, I wanted to book one while I'm away. I'm coming back in two days yeah. and I just in touch with them yesterday and they said, sorry, Mohanad, we're already closed. You know, and we goodness. are oversubscribed. They have thousands of registrations and very, very few uh, units again in Central Park. This is uh, one of the last very few um, releases for this amazing project at the heart of City Walk, overseeing the Central Park. 
And uh, yeah, I'm so mad. I can't, I'm going to miss it. Well, do you know, Mahana, this, this all um, spills into this, this topic that everyone, you know, at drinks parties and at dinner parties and just around the water cooler, frankly, it, it, it chimes in with the topic that everyone's talking about, with it, which is this idea that there might be a, a bubble brewing in Dubai's real estate market. Now, I know that you get the, the heebie-jeebies every time I raise that word. <laughs> um, but, but don't worry, uh, because uh, it's all off the back of a report. Um, real estate yeah. brokers... They're coming out and they're denying that there is this bubble. That is despite the city's real estate sector being on a real post-COVID bull run, hitting continuous records throughout 2020. I mean, on Thursday, the market posted 2.7 billion dirhams in transactions for the day, for the day. That, which is definitely a new record. So the market is definitely running hot. Um, Morgan Owen, managing director of the real estate firm Provident Estate, told Arabian Business, but he says there is no bubble. He thinks it's positive sentiment. He thinks it's valid. Uh, and he thinks that ultimately Dubai deserves to be uh, a top dog when it comes to real estate at the moment because it's safe, it's sound, and there's plenty of people moving into the city. I imagine you're not going to disagree. <laughs> No, I totally agree. I second, uh, you know, the sentiment of this uh, report and we're, we're seeing it. I mean, I've been in real estate now for 24 years and I've seen different crises, uh, you know, hit not just uh, uh, the UAE, but all over the world, regional and global crises. And the UAE has always been very smart and very um, always ready, you know, to uh, capture the opportunities that lie at the heart of any crisis. And right now it's, truly exceptional times you know uh, the whole world is interested to relocate to dubai either to live to work or to invest because it truly represents a safe haven and this is not just by coincidence this is very hard work from all the policy sectors uh, coming up with monetary and fiscal policies to make the uae extremely attractive for everybody who's looking to settle down their families or their money to to grow it. You definitely get a sense that the uh, big developers are ready to capitalise on this not bubble but current buoyancy. Um, For example, (laughs) a a report came through, uh, Mohammed Alibar has uh, made a speech recently saying MR Properties, biggest listed developer of course in Dubai, plans to aggressively grow and increase its sales and market share um, as the UAE economy booms. Mohammed Alibar said at the moment the market is good we need to push really hard very aggressively take market share increase sales while watching and being worried about what can go wrong and so despite the sort of global uncertainty certainly Mr Alabar still feeling bullish I imagine it's the same deal with, with Maras and Dubai properties as well Yes, Miras and Dubai Properties, part of Dubai Holding Real Estate, they've been extremely active this year. They've actually anticipated this uh, uh, positive uh, movement in the Dubai property market since the beginning of the year. Actually, since uh, the second half of last year, they've been extremely active in releasing very strategic projects, uh, reviving a lot of the uh, you know the areas in Dubai that we all love, uh, like City Walk, uh, Blue Waters. By the way, just talking about Blue Waters, I heard some... Uh, um, how can I say it? Not gossip, but uh, rumors. Sources, not yeah, not rumors because it's true. That, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but I, you know, as usual, like, I, I'll tell you off air. There, are, there are some great news coming up in Blue Waters very soon. It's a beautiful destination with with an amazing lifestyle, iconic structures, hotels, retail, everything. Villas, and, that's uh, what we want. Very, Villas. Uh, <laughs> uh, and and very soon, hopefully, uh, there are, uh, I don't know, uh, 
uh, unconfirmed uh, news that there might be new releases there. So, oh, <laughs> you heard it here first, everybody. The <laughs> newspapers will be writing about it this afternoon. Uh, Mahanad Wadia says more releases on 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 Blue Waters. Water. Refused to confirm if it was Villas. <laughs> 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 despite his co-host's determination that they will build them there. Uh, really interesting to hear about how, of course, um, Nikhil and Dubai Properties are put pressing on ahead. I suppose that that will mean that come three or four years, we may end up with uh, quite a lot of properties on the market. Uh, I mean, that's great news for us. We'll be here in three or four years because prices will probably come down. But how about yeah. people who are looking to get into the market now and who are scared that ultimately by the time their flat's built, that, market, that the market will have fallen? Um, look, real estate is a long-term uh, investment asset class. So whoever is going to buy a property, they have to calculate it correctly and make sure that they're in it for the long term. On the long run, real estate will never fail you. If you actually pick the right property at the right time, you manage it properly. And if you ever decided to exit from it, make sure you exit at a high, not at a, at a you know downturn uh, of, of part of the cycle. So my recommendation, there are still opportunities. The new releases that are coming up, Uh, represent great opportunities. We covered in previous uh, episodes of Property Today the benefits of investing or buying an off-plan property. And one of them is that you get a fantastic advantage on the price. So my recommendation for people who want to buy, uh, now is the time to consider off-plan properties. And in fact, uh, hopefully in the last part of our uh, segment today, I'm going to talk about uh, developers, how people can choose the right developer so that they make sure they get the right property, even if it's off-plan. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Welcome back to the program. Georgia Tolley here. And I also have Mohanad Al-Wadir, the wolf of real estate. And while he's not in the studio, he is here joining me on Teams. Mohanad, we still have you, don't we? Yes, we do. Good morning, Georgia. Your devotion to this program knows no bounds. Joining us from Istanbul, Mohanad Awadir, on his holiday. Someone needs to have a chat with you about work-life balance, uh, but we are delighted that you are still with us. So don't you worry at all. I'm not going to be the first to raise my hand, that's for sure. Uh, Right, (laughs) let's uh, turn our attention to commercial real estate in the UAE, uh, as Dubai business owners are apparently becoming more carbon conscious and looking for green buildings. That's a according to the global property consultants Ignite Frank, who say environmental, social and governance considerations, they're known as ESGs, are growing in importance. And this is having an impact on both developers and landlords because 40% of global greenhouse gas emissions can be traced to the buildings that we occupy. Uh, joining Mahanid and I now to discuss this topic and how it's uh, likely to impact the market here in the UAE is Faisal Durrani. He's head of Middle East Research and a partner for Knight Frank. How are you, Faisal? Good to see you. Good morning, Georgia. Yes, I'm well. Thank you very much for asking. A pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the line. And now ESG, I have to admit, I'm not from the uh, property uh, background. I'm not, so I'm, I actually hadn't heard of it before you sent in this report, which was fascinating. Uh, why is it something that is starting to matter to landlords, investors and developers? Really good question, Georgia. I mean, like ESG considerations have been growing in importance over the last few years. And I think there's been a heightened focus due to the string of climate change related natural disasters um, around the world. 
Um, and as you pointed out, the built environment, i.e. the cities and buildings in which we live in, is responsible for 40% of global carbon emissions. So real estate itself has a significant role to play in addressing ESG-related issues. I mean, if we bring it straight back to commercial real estate, we are now actually finding that businesses are requesting to occupy buildings that are ESG-rated, and they are willing to pay a premium in order to do so. The other consideration uh, as well is on the investment front. Globally, we've got about $120 trillion worth of real estate that sits in ESG-related funds. Now, these are funds that have signed up to voluntary climate change disclosures. Legislation is being explored around the world to actually make it mandatory to report on your carbon emissions through real estate investments. This hasn't happened yet, but it is coming. And one of the things to think about in the context of the Middle East is as a region, we haven't done especially well in terms of attracting global institutional funds, the likes of the Avivas and the Blackstones of this world. But if we deliver these ESG rated assets, we have an opportunity to actually attract those funds that are now hungry for green buildings. I mean, things like Neom, uh, Saudi Arabia's $500 billion super city is planning an IPO in 2024 for $80 billion. And with sustainability at the heart of Neom's design, it will be interesting to see how many global institutional funds are actually drawn in to the Middle East. Now, Mohanad, this definitely falls very firmly <laughs> into your ballpark, doesn't it? Yes, definitely. Uh, thank you very much for being with us, uh, Faisal. Very, very good to have you here on the show. Uh, I have a question for you. Obviously, there are great benefits of investing in uh, green uh, developments. But what is the message you would send to uh, landlords or developers? Uh, what kind of uh, uh, procedures or uh, part of the planning that they have to put into place when planning for their projects to be more green? Or Because this has to start at the early stage, not after development. So what kind of messages you would send to them? <laughs> Really good question. Uh, look, I mean, uh, to be honest, you can you can do it during the development and planning stages, and it, it can also be something that can be explored afterwards. Um, we've um, we've done a survey of about eight thousand staff around Saudi Arabia and the UAE, um, and what we did was we asked people the sort of uh, about the sort of facilities that they would like to see in their buildings. Uh, now, unsurprisingly, uh, you know, things that topped that list included having access to a gym, having excellent parking facilities, bike racks, uh, access to healthy food and beverage options. But the sort of common denominator in all of these things that staff are looking for are linked to personal well-being. And when we asked um, C-suite executives in these businesses um, about their own ESG perceptions, the sort of startling statistic for us was that 75% or three quarters of businesses in the UAE and Saudi Arabia said that their net zero carbon commitments would actually change their real estate choices in the next three years. And the challenge we have in the Middle East and you know around the world as well is the fact that we've got aging commercial office buildings. Somewhere like the DIFC, which is Dubai's premier financial district, commands the highest office rents in the city. However, what we found is that 51% of office stock in the DIFC's 6 million square feet of space was completed before 2010. Now, in a global standard, a building that's 12 years old isn't necessarily considered old, 
But in the context of a city like Dubai, that is a lifetime. Um, and unfortunately, the vast majority of these buildings do not have any ESG credentials associated with them. Um, so the standards we're talking about are things like LEED or BRIAM or WELL or WIRED score. Um, and these are the standards that businesses are now looking for and willing to pay a premium for them. Um, somewhere like Brookfield Place in the DIFC opened during the height of the pandemic, delivering a million square feet of grade A commercial space into the market. However, it is one of the world's largest platinum certified lead buildings and actually managed to fill up pretty rapidly, drawing tenants in from around Dubai. So there are questions around what happens to some of the older stock in the city. Um, you know, do we explore refurbishment opportunities, which are expensive, perhaps cost prohibitive, or do we explore a change of use or face the prospect of potential obsolescence? Wow. I mean, that's fascinating that, that people are becoming so preoccupied with ESG that they're actually choosing with their, well, I mean, choosing with their wallets. Ultimately, they're willing to pay higher rents for buildings that have are better qualified from an environmental perspective. I mean, I'm intrigued to hear that, that you think the buildings that are that here in Dubai are 12 years old. I obviously grew up in London. Um, how does the region compare to the rest of the world in terms of its green building pool? Because I can't imagine, for example, in New York or the UK or other major cities, they've got a the decent sort of uh, selection of green green credentialed buildings. Well, Georgia, on the on the face of it, actually, the region doesn't look too bad. I mean, the UAE ranks 14th globally for the concentration of green buildings. It has uh, Qatar comes in 32nd, Saudi Arabia 54th. Uh, but the challenge we have is the vast majority of these green buildings are actually accredited with locally created green rating systems. And if you're looking to attract those global institutional funds, they will be looking for internationally recognizable green rating systems such as LEED or BRIAM. Um, and, you know, the, just the other point to make on it's not just businesses choosing with their wallets because they think it's a nice to have. It's actually a need to have now. Businesses are using offices as showrooms, a way to sort of showcase themselves to future clients and future talent. Um, because we are in a situation where globally we do have talent shortages now and people want to work in the best possible space. You want to be proud of the work environment that you turn up to every day. And one of the ways to do that is to occupy best in class grade A office space that also has ESG credentials attached to it. Absolutely fascinating to hear from you there. Uh, Faisal Durrani, Head of Middle East Research and a partner for Knight Frank. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Welcome back to the programme, Georgia Tolley here, and we are discussing how a desire for green buildings could impact developers and landlords in the UAE as business owners look to go carbon neutral. Now, we just heard from Faisal Durrani from the global property consultancy, Knight Frank. He said that environmental, social and governance considerations are growing in importance. Uh, I'm still joined by Mohanad Awadir, the wolf of real estate. Now, Mohanad, your main business is property investment, as well as being famous and presenting on the television and the radio <laughs> and goodness knows everything else that you do. Um, I mean, does that mean that ESG is something that you consider in your investments? Has is it, is it come sort of up the list as, as priorities? Uh, uh, definitely, Georgia. Uh, any, any property that 
is ESG friendly would be a good investment. It might sound a bit more expensive in the beginning because it costs a bit more to be compliant, uh, you know, with the with the global standards. But on the long run, and as I mentioned earlier, real estate is a long term investment class. It definitely will be the smarter and more efficient decision. Um, just for you to know, uh, if you ask any uh, property manager, facility manager, or uh, <coughs> sorry, owner association manager, they will confirm to you that the major part of their annual expenses to maintain their properties goes to utilities. For example, it goes between uh, 40 up to 60 percent of the annual service charges go to the expenses to cover the utilities. So if you invest uh, firsthand in an environmentally friendly or green uh, property, that will definitely have an impact on your uh, operational ongoing costs. So for an investor, an astute investor, they should definitely take this into consideration. Uh, I just want to also thank the authorities here because uh, there are a lot of initiatives from Dubai Land Department, like the building classification system they launched a couple of years ago, where they take into consideration more than 60 factors to actually classify buildings in the Emirate of Dubai. And part of these class classifications or criteria is the uh, ESG uh, requirements. Uh, also, there are a lot of initiatives from DIWA, like the Green Fund, uh, Etihad, ESCO, where they actually look at projects uh, similar to the ones that Faisal mentioned that have been built before these new advancements have kicked in globally. Uh, and they actually introduce uh, retrofit uh, uh, in initiatives or programs to help landlords or property owners to actually make sure that their buildings are compliant and more efficient and more attractive. Really interesting to hear about that concept of sort of retrofitting about how you can make uh, buildings more efficient, even, yeah. you know, a decade after they've been built. That, I think that's something that we could definitely look into with an architect again on uh, property today at some stage, because so many buildings around the world are going to need to go through that process, not least. I mean, Dubai is such a new city. You know, you think about London, where the buildings are 200 or 300 yeah. years old. I mean, my family home in England is completely freezing cold all the time so because of the bad insulation. So I can only imagine what the commercial buildings are like. Um, now let's move topic slightly because every week we ask you to give us advice on a particular topic. Uh, and this is, that, that is, this is the moment for that. What is your subject for us this week? I wanted to talk about, since the gist of the episode and the talk of uh, the town now is about buying off-land properties, I thought it would be um, uh, you know, favorable to talk about developers, how you choose the right developer when you buy a property, because it's one of the most important factors that people have to take into consideration when buying a property. Are you actually buying the property from the right developer or not? Because it can make a huge difference. Uh, it also has a big difference on the uh, on the price of the property. If I can just tell you two properties, one from, let's say, Miras and one from another uh, developer, same location, same specs, you would definitely pay more for the Miras property because of the branding and the reputation and all the experiences, feelings that are associated with this, uh, you know, developer. So I just wanted to go through a list of criteria that anybody who's listening, interested to buy a property, must take into consideration uh, when buying a property off plan from a developer. Uh, the first one, I would, I would uh, ask them to focus on the experience and the track record of this developer. So, um, when you want to buy a property, just ask the developer, how many years have you been in the market? What kind of projects have you completed? Are you a master uh, or a secondary developer? 
Uh, what kind of projects do you know them? Have you, uh, like personally, the buyer, have you actually visited or seen any of these projects? That would be my second recommendation. Go and visit actual existing projects. And while you're there, make sure you walk around, uh, get a feel of the uh, project. They always say seeing is believing. Uh, talk to existing residents there, owners of ten or tenants, get their feedback. Uh, about uh, you know their lifestyle, the experience with this developer. Uh, also, try to get adjust from people you talk to about the quality. It's very important to make sure that you always invest or buy properties with high quality. So make sure you ask around uh, when you get actually to sit with a developer after you visit the project and talk to people there. Uh, ask them about uh, their quality assurance. Uh, as we discussed today, what are their ESG you know initiatives related to the project you want to buy into? Um, check also on the delivery dates. It's very important when you buy from a developer to check on their commitment to delivery. It's very common that projects are late, but some pro some developers are extremely late. So you can you can find that out by doing uh, an extensive research, asking previous uh, investors or buyers about their experience on the delivery. The actual delivery experience was it smooth or not when you took over the property? For example, uh, did it have a lot of snags, a lot of uh, issues? Uh, you know that that's something you have to take into consideration. Also, you uh, as a buyer, you must take into consideration their pricing strategies. Uh, some developers tend to uh, play with the sizes, make them so small to offer you know uh, low priced units. But that's a trap that buyers should pay attention to, especially if they're buying off plan. They cannot see the actual layout of the unit. So always pay attention to the pricing, price per square foot. Uh, payment plans also is a good indication. Um, when you're buying an off plan property from a developer, check if they're actually making you pay in the escrow account as per the government requirements and if the payments are linked to the construction milestones or not. This is something extremely important. Um, also, uh, read their contracts, see how flexible they are to discuss it. Are they being transparent about the terms of the contract? Uh, and finally, visit their website, uh, read uh, uh, you know, read signals. If you find the website not working smoothly, if you're talking to their team and they're not responsive or they're trying to dodge uh, you know, direct answers, uh, to your questions, that should make you, you know, uh, hold back and reconsider your decision. Absolutely. Get your antennae out. And if, you, if you're gut feeling or, or you're suspicious, I mean, if they can't even get their website working, then how are they going to build the, a skyscraper, frankly? Like you, you, like you want the fundamentals there. Uh, salient advice there, Mohanad Awadir. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Yes, you're listening to Property Today. Georgia Tolly here alongside Mohanad Alwadir, who is joining us from his holiday. Would you believe it? Hello. Ready to answer your Hello, questions. Uh, my goodness me. Let's uh, run through some of the... So this is your moment, basically, when you can send questions sure. in for Mohanad Alwadir. We've only got about two minutes, but Mohanad knows how to answer things quickly. He's, he's a genius yes. at this. Uh, okay, so first of all, a slightly intriguing question. Do I need Ijari for Diwa? Yes. <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes, you do. Um, uh, can Mahanid explain what is a DLD waiver? Uh, it's basically when a developer offers the buyers to pay the 4% registration fees. So in the jargon of marketing, they call it DLD waiver, as in like you don't have to pay it as a buyer. It's, it's a an good added thing. value offer. Yeah, it's a good thing. It's an added value offer from developers where they actually reduce the upfront payments that buyers will pay by actually either embedding this in the price or offering it as a discount. 
Okay, I really need Mahana's help, this person says. City walk or blue waters? What do you recommend for an investment? It's a dream both question. Both are so beautiful. Uh, it depends on your budget you look for, but truly both are fascinating projects. They're landmarks. They're actually two of the most popular destinations in Dubai. So uh, if you find, uh, as I mentioned earlier today in the episode, if you find any releases coming up and you find yourself you know, able to get one of the units in any of these two projects, definitely don't miss it. Okay, another question here saying, any advice from Mohamed regarding investing in Portugal for the purposes of citizenship? Interesting. Yes, the citizenship in Portugal was a program uh, which starts with a golden visa. And then after five years, uh, actual, you know, the golden visa holders can apply for citizenship started in 2012. Uh, it's tied up to an investment. I think it starts from 280,000 euros. Uh, it's a great program for people who are considering, you know, to look for another uh, citizenship by, by investing in real estate. Okay, Aya says, I have a townhouse in Mudon and I'm getting a good price for it. Should I sell now or wait? I would say if you're getting a great price, you're not living it, in it, you're not so attached to it, uh, like you don't have a lot of emotional attachment, sell it. The market is very favorable and maybe invest again in uh, Modern Aranim, the new phase there. So you get yourself an upgrade, a new uh, uh, villa in the same community that you love and made you good money. Good stuff. Aya then has a follow-up question saying, uh, you know, obviously if she's not going to do that that new Modern development, uh, she might want to use her money to invest outside the UAE. Where do you recommend she should buy? Out of the whole world. Ah, very interesting. Um, there are so many lucrative pockets right now. Uh, you mentioned earlier on the show, uh, Philippines, it's becoming a hot destination simply because of their growing GDP. Uh, their economy has been doing very well. I would recommend Egypt. Uh, would recommend in the UAE, Abu Dhabi has a lot of opportunities. I just bought properties also in Ras Al Khaimah. It has a lot of, you know, amazing uh, properties there with great value for money. Um, maybe uh, because of the strong dirham now, you can invest in Europe, in the UK. They're all very interesting and lucrative, uh, you know, uh, pockets for real estate investment. Mahanad Awadir, as always, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm hugely grateful that despite being on holiday, you still joined us via Microsoft Teams. Uh, as far as My our pleasure. listeners are concerned, it sounded exactly the same, which is brilliant. Uh, so thank you very much indeed. You have been listening to Property Today. We will be back on the agenda on Tuesday at 11 a.m. If you just tuned in and you missed the show, don't worry, you can download the podcast. Just check out dumai1038.com. Thanks, Mahanad. See you soon. Thank you.